I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. Good video is so much more than just pixels on a screen. It's not about the camera used, the talent of the subject, the pace of the editor, the amount of dollars spent on production. To me, good video is measured by its ability to achieve its desired purpose, its capacity to move people to take a desired action or to think and feel a certain way. Good video tells stories and when used effectively by brands drives business. And today's guest on Engage With Story has made this his business. He's an award-winning corporate filmmaker and has worked with brands like Disney, Jeep, Square and the University of Michigan. His production studio, Tell, based out of Michigan in the US, works with brands to define their story and communicate it effectively and authentically through video. More recently, he's also co-founded Studio Sherpas, helping others to maximise their success and avoid the all-too-common pitfalls that can suck the joy out of producing creative content. He's a filmmaker, a speaker, a coach, and as he says, a contagiously happy person. He is Ryan Coral. In today's chat, Ryan and I discuss the power of storytelling with video and how brands can leverage this power to build better connections. We break down some of the biggest mistakes that businesses often make when approaching a video production company to tell their story, and we go into how the video production industry has changed in recent years, and how brands have responded to this shift. Now, I love this chat with Ryan. As a fellow video producer from the other side of the globe, it was awesome to dive into how he approaches storytelling and video for his clients. Now, whether you're a video producer yourself or considering video for your brand, then this is going to be worth a listen. You're going to love this. I even made Ryan get up early for this chat, so the coffee was still kicking in when we got started. All right, let's get on with the show. All right, Ryan Coral, thanks for joining me today on Engage With Story. It's really awesome to have you here. Yeah, Ben, this is, uh, this is fun. So for those people who don't know anything about you, I gave you a bit of a, a bit of a spiel at the front there, um, which, you know, filled a bit in a bit of your backstory. But I'll, what I would really like to know is, is, you know, what drove you to where you are today? Um, and particularly what drove you to your love of story? Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing video stuff for 12 years professionally, I think you call it. I'm doing air quotes. Um, you know, I started uh, back in 2005. I, that's when I started my business officially. But before that, you know, I had always growing up, uh, a good buddy of mine, had his dad had a video camera that he let us use and make incredibly stupid uh, videos that today would probably be, you know, YouTube sensations, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, zombie movies and just ridiculous things. And so through high school and even in college, I had a video camera here and there would and would just film different things. And I always loved having a camera in hand and trying to be creative. But I, I had zero uh, desire or ambition to become a filmmaker. Um, I just I just it just was not something that was on my radar. It was just a fun hobby. And I started working at the college that I uh, graduated from. 
I was working in the enrollment department and, you know, my job was to help people uh, introduce the college to as many people, you know, as possible. And so I was working with a lot of youth leaders and stuff. And we, I, I had convinced the college to invest in a video camera and a computer. And that was really uh, my introduction to uh, digital filmmaking where, you know, we, I, I was editing on a, uh, on a timeline, on a computer. I was plugging in the camera directly. I wasn't doing anything with tapes or anything like that. So it was fast. Um, it was, uh, I, I was so, so excited about it. And I was working, you know, I got to learn a ton about video, uh, while working at the college. And eventually my wife, we, we were both, my wife had graduated college and, you know, she had gotten a job and we just said like, Hey, what, what would it look like if I was to leave this work at the college, which I loved doing the work at the college, but on my drive to work and on my way back from work every day, I was just thinking, how could I do this video thing all the time? Because I just am loving it. And so we just decided that I would try to, you know, bang up some work and uh, the college contracted me for some work. The church that we were going to hired me to do some stuff and then random friends and family were finding out that I was doing video. So I was doing Uncle Harry's you know, 150th birthday party and, you know, just <laughs> crazy yeah. stuff. Not really. There's no Uncle Harry. That was 150. <clears throat> uh, I digress. Um and, you know, six months in, I actually uh, filmed a wedding uh, with a friend of mine who was a photographer and got me the job. And I would have never have thought about filming weddings. But that was really the point where I said, I can make something that could impact somebody's marriage, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. People are super excited and happy on the day of the wedding. There's a ton of buildup. And I just thought, man, what would it look like if we created a piece that a couple could look back on, you know, a bunch of years down the road and be inspired by the promises that they made to each other? You know, even though times aren't as beautiful and easy and all that stuff as they were when we first got married. And so I felt like I had a mission. And so we really built the brand uh, called Epic Motion around uh, wedding films. And so we did that for a bunch of years. And then, um, we were we were getting contacted by local businesses and nonprofits throughout the years, and it just made sense uh, to create a separate brand that we could really point people to stuff that was tied to brands and not people necessarily. And so that's when Tell was born in about 2012. And uh, so I kind of split my time between the two brands. We're all under one roof. Uh, the team mostly works on on both ends. But uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the kind of the backstory. Yeah, if I can rewind you back to you said, um, you know, you first started doing some like non-linear editing and, you know, playing around with video production stuff. Mm -hmm. And you said you, you, you fell in love. And oh what do you gosh. think it is that you fell in love with? Was it uh, like, what about video was it? Was it the technical aspect or was it something else there that, that you kind of got excited by at the time? Well, I'm, I'm a total... Uh, gear junkie. Like I love technology. I love computers. I love cameras. I love, you know, just all of that stuff that has buttons and whatever. So yeah. that was, that was definitely a big part of it. But, um, but then just creating, I've always been an artist, you know, I, I've written stories my second grade teacher told the class, Oh, one day Ryan's going to be a storyteller. Cause I was always write these little stories and read them to the class. And then, you know, I love to draw and I loved art class. And, um, you know, so that's always been inside of me. And it, to, to just kind of pair those two things together, my love for technology, plus this, this really deep seated desire to, to 
to tell stories. Um, it was just like, it was like, oh my gosh, like this is obviously a passion of mine. And to think, you know, back in 2005, that, that it was actually something that a person could actually start a business on and the technology was inexpensive enough to, to be able to, for somebody like me to, to purchase or beg, borrow and steal until I could purchase stuff and to, to start creating pieces that, um, people could look at and say like, Oh my gosh, that's me. That's, that's my story or that's my thing or whatever. And, uh, that, that was really, really exciting. And that, that still is, is exciting today and in kind of a different way. But, um, yeah, I think my love for, uh, really for storytelling paired with some technology, uh, got me most excited. Yeah. Video is a perfect mix for that, isn't it? I think it's becoming a bit of a, a bit of a theme with my engage with story guests so far where mm. that love for story seems to be really early on in, in their, their life, you know, often from childhood. And I think, you know, when we think about, you know, what stories are, it's not a surprise really that it starts at a very early age. Um, you know, if we, if we think about the, you know, if we kind of take out of the equation, the medium in which you're telling stories, which for you is clearly video, um, you know, what does story mean to you though? Um, I'm really interested to explore that idea of story and what it means to you, whether it be in life or in business or whatever it may be, what's, what's story mean to you? Well, you know, I, I think when I, when I was going through the process of like, you know, trying to come up with a name for my company, um, one of, one of the driving factors was really knowing that people matter, every, every person, right? And, and I just believe that deep down in my heart. And, and not only do they matter, but everybody has a story, right? And I know that's like, <laughs> today is probably the most cliche thing because you go down to any like, you know, branding website or video website yeah. or whatever, and everybody's using the word story. Um, yeah. But, you know, you think through just the human history and what we have been about since day one, it is story, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's like, true, yeah. so it sounds cliche or whatever, but, um, but I just, you know, for me, I just said, this is a, this is a core belief of me. I, people matter and their stories are that everybody has a story to tell. And, and I feel like I have some tools, uh, both, you know, technology wise and, and, and in my brain and in my heart to, to be able to help people tell their story and get it out in the world, whether that means that they're selling a product or a service or they're just celebrating a life event and to just say like hey here here we are this is this is a moment worth remembering so so when you apply those tools and and craft video content to tell stories what what do you think it is about video that you know is so powerful and effective in telling stories Oh man, that's deep. Um, yeah, I like to get deep. Yeah. I, I think um, you know I love photography a ton, and I have huge respect for photographers. I, I is is it, it's a big hobby, man. I love taking photographs, and and the, the cool thing about photography is they capture a moment. They they tell a story in that moment, um, but it takes a little bit 
of brain power to figure out like what is that story right and and not everybody is wired to sit and look at a photograph and appreciate it for what it is and to dig in and try to think like what is the story here video videos a lot built more for people like me who uh you know have a hard time sitting still for a long time and really thinking through what the story is like we get to like share the story and um and not in a manipulative way we get to um you know figure out what what are the best you know if if we filmed an interview of somebody and it was 45 minutes, what are this person's core values and, and what, are, what, are, what did they actually believe and what is true to who they are? And we can pull those things out because, you know, even in this uh, podcast interview, there's probably plenty of things that that I'm saying that I'm like, OK, that's fluff. That's not like that's not super important. Uh, you know, in, in at the heart of what I'm saying, you know, we could probably <laughs> boil this podcast down to like two and a half minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think we've just learned to figure out like what's important. What, what do people care about? What do they want to hear? And and really, um honing in on those things. So uh, creating something that people can consume, uh, that they can appreciate and understand. Um, and you know, you're kind of holding their hand and guiding them along the way so that they, they can understand the message of what it is that you're trying to communicate. Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, if people consume video content, you know, and have been consuming video content for a good portion of their lives for, for many people. And they understand the power in video in telling stories. And I think, you know, as we see, you know, brands start to move into digital marketing and video being more and more prevalent online in particular, you know, um, from your perspective, are you seeing a, a greater uptake of video storytelling in the corporate world from, from a brand's perspective, are you seeing more of it or, or a more, more willingness to consider video as part of that storytelling toolkit? Yeah. I mean, rewind like when we first started and, you know, I, I was having to do a lot more convincing uh, to people yeah. to say like, Hey, you need to tell your story uh, today. You know, if I'm at a networking meeting or, you know, just, with friends or whatever. And people are like, you know, tell me what you do. Uh, people get it. I, th I think it's, it's, you know, so many of the ads that we see today are people's stories and you know, the, the brand comes in somewhere somehow, but it's not overt and, um, but it's still relevant to the message. And, uh, I, I would say we, we are, well, I already said it, we're doing a lot less convincing today, but still there, there is a, um, for people that aren't doing video all the time or a lot or hardly ever, um, there's still some like, well, wh what is, what is it about our story that people want to know? And, and how do we actually tell that story? And, uh, and so for us, you know, one of the things that we started doing to help companies like that, that, that are, realizing I know it's important to tell our story, but I'm not really sure how to tell our story. If they don't have an agency or a PR firm that they work with, like we, we come alongside and we, we help, companies figure out what their strategy is and what their story is so that when it actually comes time to create a video, it, it makes sense. It's coherent and they're on board and, um, and everybody's on the same page. And this is a, a, exactly where I want to go with this chat with you now, Ryan, and, and find out from you because you've been doing this for a while. Um, you've been helping brands and businesses uncover the stories that they can tell through video. And, you know, <laughs> How, how do you do that? How do you approach that idea or how does your team approach mm. 
a, you know, a, a brand or business that knows they need to tell a story. So they understand the power of, of storytelling through video, but they have no idea what their story is mm-hmm. or how it should come across on video. What role do you play as a video producer um, and how do you help them tease that story out? Yeah. So fortunately today, it's not just me. I'm not the only one on the team anymore, which is uh, great. I started this venture out not wanting to work by myself because I know that uh, with um, others, I will be better. And uh, so today, you know, my creative director, John, uh, comes alongside me uh, when a company says, hey, we want to do this story workshop thing that you guys offer. And so we typically will sit down with a with a company and their uh, key stakeholders and we will they know that they've got a budget for video. They know they want to do it, but they're not sure, you know, what they want to do. And so we do this workshop and it's a it's a two hour workshop. And we kind of say like, okay, let's just start with your goals. Like, let's talk about those from a high level and let's just make sure that, you know, we know what it is that we're creating. And then we, we really dive in the, the heart of what it is that we're after is, uh, these, these keywords that make up the purpose of this video. So if it's a brand story, if it's kind of like a, here, here is who we are, uh, we want people to know that we exist and that we're around. We're going to try to find between three and five keywords that, um, uh, that this, this company represents and that, that not, not just the company, but the, the purpose of this video. So if it's not a brand story, if it's, if it's a, Hey, we need a video to help our sales team, then, you know, the keywords are going to be very different. It's not just going to be about, you know, integrity and, uh, you know, long lasting, yeah. uh, that, that kind of stuff. It's, it's going to be like, okay, so for the purpose of that video, uh, the keyword is going to be a little bit different. So we spent a lot of time with the team going through, you know, we'll just brainstorm a whole bunch of words and themes that, you know, the team kind of thinks about. And then we figure out, okay, where do these fit? And we just take them through an exercise where we're uh, grouping, you know, some words and phrases in buckets. And, and then we kind of get rid of the ones that aren't the most important. And we just make sure that everybody is saying like, yeah, yeah, those, yeah, that one right there, that's totally us. That's the, that's what this video needs to be. Not so much this one, because what, what ends up happening, a lot of times people say, well, we need to tell our story. And so <clears throat> that's got to be the CEO. We got to get the CEO on camera. And, you know, because obviously CEO started the company. So, but the, the thing is with stories today, I shouldn't even say with stories today with story, if it's told the right way. It doesn't matter if it's the CEO. It doesn't matter if it's an eight-year-old kid. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's what is the story? Because that's the thing that draws us in. So if you can create the video in a way that, you know, gives that the storyteller or storytellers, um, the importance that they, that they need, then people are going to be drawn in. And so that's where we just kind of challenge the status quo of like, okay, let's, let's not like land on the CEO having to, you know, be the main speaker in this video or even having to show up. Like, let's figure out, does that align with one of these keywords that we come up with? So every decision that's made for the video is informed by the keywords that we land on. And I guess the keywords are about the idea of getting everybody in the room including the filmmakers on the same page um, and distilling what's I imagine would be a potentially a room full of different ideas, aligned ideas, because they're all, you know, they're from the same business. Um, but, um, you know, getting it down into some agreed 
focus mm -hmm. words, right? So the filmmakers are not overwhelmed by, wow, that person wants this and that person wants this. And yeah, I can see it's a valuable process, even for someone working through this themselves, you know, in their own office, you know, as a solo business owner, yeah. um, it, it's worthwhile doing of distilling ideas down into a handful of keywords, right? Yeah. I, I, the, one of the first times that we did this, we were in a group and you know, we told the company, we said, Hey, like, make sure all your stakeholders are there. And we, we were in this meeting and I think there was like 14 people. And that, that was just, I was like, Oh my gosh, okay, this is going to be really interesting. And we, we started out, we said, okay, let's just go around the circle. Everybody think about what is the, what's the goal of this video? And we had 14 <laughs> not totally different answers. We had quite yeah. a few totally different different answers, but a couple of people that were, you know, on the same page. So we were like, okay, before we dive into like keywords, we all need to like make sure that we're on the same page for the purpose of this video. And, you know, just w doing that exercise alone and letting, you know, the different, the marketing guys talk to the sales team and sales team talk to the CEO and, and everybody just say like, Okay. Yeah. The, this, this makes this, yeah, it's not a sales piece. It's not this, it's, it's more this. Okay. Once we have that idea and that goal, then we can really start the work of, you know, diving into the story. But, um, yeah, it's the, the alignment, uh, getting people aligned is incredibly important. And then from the workshop, after we do the workshop, we build out a treatment and just say like, you know, based on all the things that we talked about, based on the, the keywords that we came up with, this is the story. This is the tone. These are some of the, the phrases or sentences that, that somehow need to be communicated throughout the piece in order for, you know, the viewer to receive the message that, that we're trying to communicate. And then the team, we haven't, we have not had a, uh, a company come back to us after the treatment and say, no, you missed it because all along the way, we're just making sure, you know, did we get it? Did we understand this? Did this make sense? And when we build that treatment, it's like, yeah, like we've all, all already agreed that the all of these things make sense and we're just putting it in a way that's more creative and actually could be ready to be filmed and as you go deeper into that treatment i guess like you were saying before which i think we can dive a bit deeper into is it it doesn't necessarily and perhaps shouldn't be the most obvious uh you know characters to feature within a story like the CEO, for example, of a, of a brand um, doesn't necessarily need to be the core focus of a piece of content when you're talking about telling a brand story through video. Can you give us perhaps some examples of maybe it's clients that you've worked with or, or examples of brands work that you've seen where the story has been effective, but the character choice or the people who have featured hasn't been like the CEO or that obvious choice? Have you got any examples of that? Yeah. I mean, we've worked with, uh, there's a, a law firm that we've worked with where, uh, you know, these people in our area, everybody knows them, right? Because they've seen their commercials forever. Well, we just, we challenged that and just said, listen, like there's a lot of stories here and they never did a story-based piece. It was all always, you know, the, the team of lawyers on camera, uh, just saying like, here's our firm, call us. And we just said like, Hey, what would it look like to actually tell some stories of, you know, some of these people, but then what about the people that nobody sees on TV? You know, maybe the lady that works at the front desk or, you know, one of uh, the first people that um, people talk to when they call. Um, and so we started doing that and the response was awesome. They really, uh, the brand just became more compelling, 
because yeah. everybody expects to see the CEO. Everybody expects to be convinced by the owner. It's like, of course, that person's all in because this is their baby. <clears throat> but when it's you about get, relatability, isn't it? Yeah, yes. you know, like I think people care about people, don't they? Um, and yeah, I mean, people care about the CEO, but it's about relatability. People want to relate to a story, and perhaps you know the target audience for that firm relates better to other people within the firm. Is, was that the case? Yeah. In, in, uh, I'm thinking of another video that we did f- for this energy company and we you know, we interview all these guys that work on the line that are out in the field. And one, one of the guys that we interviewed, uh, it, the company is DTE and, you know, huge energy company out this way. And uh, the, this guy works in the field and he's, you know, he tells his story. And at the end, he's just talking about his care for the work that he does and for their brand. And he, he's, he is not high level guy, right? He is out in the field and he just says, I am DTE. And he's like, he's like tearing up because he's just saying like, I'm all in, right? Like I've bought into the vision of this company that the CEO has created, but I'm all in. And so for me, I'm going to relate way more to this guy here, you know, than I am the CEO, because again, like obviously the CEO is going to be very convincing and compelling, but when you can relate to somebody that's, you know, more like you, it's like, oh, okay. Or, or your target audience. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a lot more compelling in my mind. Yeah. I mean, tell me that, can you script that sort of thing though? You know, can you, can you cast someone who, who looks like the line worker and, um, you know, write a script and run it through a marketing department and, you know, get everyone to sign off on that and, um, you know, come up with a great line like I am DTE and, and uh, you know, get a great actor out for the day to say it, um, you know, dressed appropriately. Can you script that? I know my answer to this because, you know, obviously yeah. I'm from video production background, but devil's advocate here, can you script that? Absolutely. Uh, you can script it. Does it and, work? And uh, I would say it it can work. Um, but I think most of us, I think it's called the BS meter or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of us are pretty good at saying like, oh, that looks like an actor. Or that, that just didn't feel totally authentic. Um, but to just to go one step further, that's not the kind of work that we're after. We, I, mm-hmm. we do some agency work. We do some, um, where, where we'll bring in talent or whatever. But for the most part, when somebody's trying to sell something, the stories that we're after, the, the types of videos that we're after are really the, the real stories where it's, we're like, Oh my gosh, did you hear what he just said? He said, I'm DTE. Oh my gosh, that was perfect. Right. And so there's no, um, we're not, uh, what's the word? We're not contriving trying to, it. Yeah, yes, right. It up, yeah. We're, we're yeah. not. We're not contriving it. We're. It's just. It. It comes out somehow, and that's why you know. Rather than spending two minutes with somebody and saying like, "Hey, tell me your story here," it's like, well, that might take us fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or thirty minutes to get that person comfortable enough to just be okay with tearing up and saying like, "I am this brand, right? This this brand is me." Um, so that's that's the kind of stuff that we're after. So, but I, I think you probably wanted to follow up on your your question. No, no, I was just, yeah, I was interested to see what you would say there because you, you and I both know that that's, that sort of work exists and, and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of, uh, that sort of storytelling, um, for lack of a better term for that, uh, it does, 
has worked, but I think it's working less and less. You know, the people's BS meter is through the roof these days. And I think the reason for that is because we're, you know, bombarded by, by media. There's so much, um, you know, video content. There's so much media. There's so many stories being told to us all the time that, uh, we're getting better at filtering that out. And we're also paying much less attention to the stuff that we don't connect with on an authentic level. And I think, you know, that's what I really liked about what you were saying before about, uh, you know, instead of, with the law firm focusing on the people you expect them to focus on the real people, the real stories within the firm, um, that people potentially relate to more. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a hundred percent with you that you can script it, you can cast it, but it's just not as effective these days. And you're not going to create that sort of memorable, uh, story video that, you know, I think brands need to be considering these days. I was just going to say to add to that, like, I don't want to sound like we we always say like, oh, the CEO should not be in the video because they're not relatable. There are so many CEOs that are, you know, super down to earth and super friendly. And when they talk, they don't sound canned because I think there's a temptation to like, we get the CEO on, let's give him the script. So he knows the things that he needs to talk about. And he wants to say like, that's totally different than the CEO that is engaged with his or her employees. And that is on the ground level and that is not afraid to go on the line and go out in the field and whatever. So those are the CEOs that we say like, oh my gosh, okay, now it totally makes sense to have the CEO come in because, you know, your, your keywords consist of authenticity and, um, you know, willing to do whatever it takes. And, and that's what your CEO embodies and people can relate to your CEO. So obviously we're going to use the CEO because the CEO is the perfect person or one of the perfect persons to, to share the story. So in the same way that we were talking earlier about, you know, finding the real stories within a brand, if the CEO, which, you know, in many cases does need to be part of that story, what you want then is the real CEO, right? You, you don't want a contrived <laughs> <Right>. CEO. You don't <laughs> yes. want them pretending to be something they're not. Right. Yeah, I hear you. So I want to get ultra tactical here and see if we can pull out from you your top three tips So top three tips when it comes to uh, for a brand or a business thinking about video and thinking about telling their story through video, what would be the first three things that they need to either ask questions of themselves or what are the top three, you know, tips if they do nothing else when it comes to their brand video, what are the top three things? Uh, I think, uh, man, I I should have... I've thrown you one. in the deep end, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, we'll work on this. Let's workshop it. No, this is good. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, one of the first things is like, what what is your goal? You know, what is your number one goal? When somebody yeah. watches whatever it is that you're you're going to create for them, what is the goal? Once you know the goal, then it's like, okay, um, so if, if the goal is, you know, to get more exposure, to get people to come to our website or get people to click on, you know, whatever, then it's like, okay, so so let's say they do that. Well, before you, you know, create this video, like who is your intended audience? Who do you actually want to see this thing? So then you can, again, inform that decision with all of the, all of the visuals and the, the way that the piece is crafted needs to be able to speak to that audience, right? So you got to know, know the goal of the piece and then know, you know, who it needs to be spoken to. And the third one, let me see if I can come up with one really quick. So we've got goals. We've got to know your goals. We've got 
really know who your audience is, so who you're trying to talk to. And then what do you do once you got those two things sorted? What's number three? And so I would say the third one is budget. We get so many calls where people, they say, hey, we want to do this video. They send us some samples. I'm watching these samples and I'm like, okay, like I can kind of, you know, guess what the budget was on a production like that. And then I'll ask them like, well, what is your budget? Well, we're not really sure. We're still shopping around. You have to, at some point commit to something and we can go a lot further in conversation if you have a budget range but if you're just shopping around prices depending on what it is that you need your goals and all that stuff really is going to determine what the production level needs to be are we shooting for one day are we shooting with a team of one or two are we shooting with a team of eight or ten and shooting over the course of three days because of the things that you think that you need if you're not sure what you need then we usher people into the strategy and if you're not sure what the story is then we usher them into the story workshop so that they can come away with like, okay, now we understand that, you know, that kind of piece is going to require this kind of budget and, um, and we can do that or we can't do that. And we need to come up with a different solution. Yeah. And that's where really, we're getting clear on your strategy overall for what you want to achieve right back to what you're talking about before of getting everyone in the room on the same page. Um, you know, lining up those three things you talked about there around goals, audiences, and, you know, what you're actually prepared to spend in order to communicate your, your story in the way that you want to communicate it. You know, if, if you can get everyone on the same page with those three, those three things, I think, um, you're off to a good start, right? Yes, absolutely. So I want to just, um, you know, get a little bit kind of musing about the, the future perhaps of, of storytelling, because, you know, I think it's changing so fast, right? Um, you know, the way that video is being used today through Facebook, Instagram, across all social media compared to even what it was five years ago when maybe it was just on YouTube and predominantly a lot of spend for brands was on TV, but that's shifting significantly. Um, what do you think's next? You know, have you got any kind of ideas about where, where things are going to go with using video to tell stories? Uh, well, I just read a, a thing uh, was it yesterday or the day before from Whipster about the six second video. And I thought Vine, I thought that was just kind of done, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think with the way that, you know, YouTube is set up and uh, all these other opportunities to watch video, people are trying to squeeze in, you know, their little ads and their little stuff here. So, you know, I, I definitely think that's uh, that's a trend that's probably going to be around in some way, shape or form for you to watch this before you watch this thing, um, before you can click out of the ad or whatever. So, you know, I, I would say the tighter we can get on our stories, the better storytellers we can become, the more effective we can be. And we can say something that's punchy in six seconds rather than, you know, me stumbling around for 30 minutes to try to explain, you know, why story is important. You know, there's there, there are ways to really funnel that down to, you know, a sentence or two sentences or whatever. So I think that's the challenge that as storytellers we're facing um, and to be able to help our clients get to that, like, okay, like what is the one core message or theme or thing that needs to be communicated? And can we do that in one word? And can we do that, you know, in one sentence? And if it needs to be a minute, okay, yeah, we can, we could easily fill a minute. That's great. That's easy peasy, but boiling that down to six seconds, that's the challenge. So um, I'm not sure that all videos are going to go to six seconds. I think that's probably not true because at the heart of us as human beings, we are compelled by story. And I want 
a much longer than six second story when it, when I want to engage with somebody or or you know some brand or service. I want I want to be I want to be sold. You know I want to I want to really have my heart moved. And I think a lot of times it's going to take more than six seconds for that to happen. Yeah. So the medium of story is is constantly going to be changing. The technology we use to make stories are going to be constantly changing. I think that's a given, but what's not going to change really, and I think you'd agree with me here, Ryan, is the power of story to to engage people. So thanks very much for your insights today, Ryan. Um, I'd be interested to hear from you where um, where people can hear more about you and, and tell and, uh, you know, maybe find out more or even hire you to, to tell their brand story. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Ryan Coral, just R-Y-A-N-K-O-R-A-L. And then uh, our website, I tried to purchase tell.com, but it was unfortunately taken and is way too expensive for me to try to buy from somebody. Uh, So our website is gototell.com. It's G-O-T-O-T-E-L-L.com. And uh, that's kind of where I hang out. Awesome. So all of those links, guys, will, of course, be in the show notes as always. Ryan Coral, thanks for your time today and for uh, getting up early for me so that I could stay up late to talk to you. <laughs> um, thanks for your time. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, Ben, I uh, appreciate what you're doing. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. This is this is really fun. Well, that was fun. Don't you just love the energy Ryan brings to a conversation? For all the links to Ryan, his production company, Tell, and the other things he's got going on, visit the show notes over at engagevideomarketing.com, episode 16. And while you're surfing the internet, why not head over to iTunes and leave me a review? I'd really love it and i read them all. And if you're a video producer or responsible for creating video strategically for a brand's marketing, then I'd love for you to grab a free copy of my ebook, Video Producer's Blueprint for Effective Online Video Strategy. Now, this ebook gives you the foundations of how to put together an effective digital marketing strategy for your video content. So you know what videos to produce and why, so your content aligns with the right goals and returns on the investment. Now, you can download a copy now at engagevideomarketing.com slash ebook. Okay, it's quote time again to end the show and this time from Peter Guba. He says, purposeful storytelling isn't show business, it's good business. And thanks for listening. I appreciate you and I'll be back with you again next week. See ya.